Hi, this is Bob Wells here, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. In today's show, I'm joined once again by James Horton, author of the Blue Swords, Crimes and Crest Saga series of books. Hello and welcome to the show, James. Hello, Bob. Thanks for having me back. No, it's, it's great to see you again. It is. It's very good. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you've not you've not aged a bit in a year. Uh, so yes, thank you very much. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, James. And neither have you. Oh, I feel like I am. But thank you very much. Bob. So I think I think last time you met, it was in September. Yes, when you yeah, had your first book, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? it was, yeah, yeah a year yeah, ago now, yeah. yeah, so just about a year, and that, and that was on the that was on the phone. So um, I'm really pleased to say that we're doing a live show. Mm. Um, we are, although the lockdown's finished officially, um, yeah. we are actually socially distanced. We, and we must be probably about 15 feet away from. I each would other, say yes, we? and with a nice big window wide open as well. So yeah. we're, we're doing our best. That's great. So hopefully um, we'll uh, we'll crack on and yes. have a great show. Look forward to it. So um, it's great to have you back on. Last time you were on, you'd obviously just released your first novel. How's yeah. life been since the first book came out? Yeah, it's been. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> it's been fantastic. Actually, it's been um, there's, it's been very busy in regards to the to the to the first book and um, preparing and uh, writing the second book. Um, also, trying to work for a pandemic's been quite difficult. Um, but I've. Uh, I've been quite strict um, on sort of budgeting my time, etc. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been amazing. Um, it's the first book, pleased to say, still going really strong, um, still selling really well, and and uh, making money for the Stroke Association, which is brilliant. That, that's excellent. And and I think on this second book, which we'll obviously talk about shortly, you're doing a similar thing, aren't you? With the yes, the yeah, yeah. So um, I think with the what what made me decide in the end was the amount of feedback I got and messages from people online globally was was absolutely incredible and overwhelming and um a lot of the people I spoke to had had been suffered strokes themselves yeah um and uh you know I got some very nice feedback saying you know and and uh also made aware that it was kind of promoting people to start doing their own writing and have a go um yeah. and use it as a way of escapism like I did so um, the Stroke Association were fantastic, so I, I thought, you know what, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep to the same. Um, I thought it'd be nice to donate the first couple of books to uh, to the Stroke Association and carry on that that kind of trend that I was doing with the yeah. first one. Yeah, that's that's a great thing to do. And I, I know we raised quite a bit of money. Uh, at the time you brought your first book out, didn't we? Yes. Well, so, yeah. I mean, no, obviously your your podcast itself on the first one uh, raised some some nice money for us as well, which yeah. which I noticed uh, went straight to the Stroke Association, and I I saw the letter of thanks back that they sent you, which which is lovely, and and they need it. You know, the pandemic, yeah. like every charity, um, the Stroke Association are really struggling. Um, you know, and uh, it's it's a very lonely place to be when yeah. you have suffered something like that, especially during a pandemic. Um, and I know, um, speaking to the Stroke Association, they the the, the money that goes from the book is going towards um, uh, sort of should I say coaches, um, support workers who can sort of contact people who are isolated and who are vulnerable who have just suffered strokes, which is. Yeah you know very very important that's a great thing to do and and you know obviously you you suffered your stroke when you were in your 20s didn't you yes yeah so 10 years ago actually 10 years ago last month it was um and uh yeah uh it and and that was 
again, one of the biggest things for me was that that was the reason behind the writing, really. It was a, you know, I, I suffered with quite a lot of anxiety, etc. after the stroke. And I still do to this day. There's, there's not a day that goes by, like I probably said in the last podcast, where you don't think about um, having another one or something, you know, and you, you definitely reevaluate things. Yeah. And you don't feel so untouchable as you do when you're probably early 20s. And um, yeah, so the, 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 the writing is 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 a is a huge way for me to kind of switch my brain off and yeah. escape that's that's what started yeah and and i know in the in the first first episode there, there may be listeners who who haven't actually heard that first episode but um are you able to just sort of say how you started writing and why you started writing i know it was to, you know it was it was a form of escapism from recovery yeah yeah how, i how did, um, it, how did it happen and what inspired you to sort of do the subjects that you do yeah so um I, after i had a lot of trouble sleeping initially after uh, when i when i when i fell ill um and um i, I was i was uh, paralyzed on my left hand side for a few weeks to start with and, and it was quite a slow recovery at first and I found myself suffering with uh, quite a lot of things, like I said, anxiety and panic attacks. So I, um, my actually was my sister, bless her, came up with the idea about audio books, listening, listening yeah. through a headset and trying. And actually, I started with Harry Potter. Oh, right. um, Stephen Fry's voice was was fantastic. You know, it really sort of. So so yeah, that was that was the kind of initial start of uh, beginning of uh, should I say my my thoughts into writing my own book and as I as I kind of listened I started starting picturing my own ideas in my head really and coming up with my own concepts of what I, if I was if I was doing a book what would I write about and what do I enjoy um, and that's what led me on to the kind of medieval era which I I am a big I'm a big lover of that of that time. I enjoy watching TV um, based in setting that period, and I enjoy reading books set in that period as well. Yeah. So uh, that that's what kind of combined it really yeah. for me. Yeah. So tell tell us about the the background to the Crimes and Crest Saga for those listeners who who are interested in sort yeah. of reading your books now. Yeah. So um, sort of leading on from what I said then, um, I kind of combined the, the a period that I love and. Uh, uh, stories that I love with something I know, which I think was really important. Um, you know that you do need to write about something you know about, um, and we all know about something. It's all just everyone's individual. But um, I, I obviously being a police officer, uh, which I still do now full time, um, I, I decided to combine the uh, the crime aspect, uh, the police procedural, with uh, with a, with, a, with a kind of medieval spin on it and um it started by just a really simple concept of throwing police officers back into the um into the you know to, to the sort of medieval middle age middle age period and uh it, yeah it was it, and it sort of grew from there really that yeah. was that was my first thought is police officers medieval times which obviously they didn't exist back then yeah. you know, it was kind of so that that was the that's where it all started it, it's i mean i i, I mean the, the main character is a chap called jed Jeb, yeah, yeah, Jeb, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Jeb, yeah. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I loved um, the sort of the strong themes that it contained, like mm. justice, protection, romance. Does this carry on on the next book? Yes, yes, very much so. If yeah. not, I'd probably say a lot more actually. Does it? Um, so it, it, the the second story, uh, the first one was obviously um, was kind of a um, a builder in regards to the uh to, to the police force the blue swords yeah they're in that time but yes and then obviously as you said it, it follows the story of jeff who's a who's a peasant boy turned turned blue sword which is very unheard of in then times and and he's 
and his love for, for the for, for the forbidden Lady Ivy as such you probably remember um, but yeah it carries on from there um, it's um, obviously there's a there's a for, I won't spoil it for people who've not read the first book but um, there's, there's quite a quite a big revenge theme in the in the second one um, as yeah. a consequence of the actions in the first one there's a rivalry that goes on um, and Jep's developed um, you know this one's set a couple of winters on and uh, Jep's um, no longer this naive sort of probationer as we'd call him in this day and age um, and he's he's moved on he's 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 grown as a person and and his abilities of you know he's, he's extended his abilities and he's you know he he wants to to carry on in his in his service and at the same time he's got a lot to compete with um the arrival of the chief of the blue swords to the town um obviously the the baron's wife ivy who he's in love with yeah um and a rivalry with obviously i won't say too much a rivalry one of the uh, old characters from the first one oh really that needs to be dealt with yeah, yeah. and it and it does um i've definitely um tried to emphasize the romance in the second one because i i love I love romance. If I'm honest, I'm a bit of a bit cheesy there, but um, I do enjoy rom- I do enjoy hints of romance. Yeah, and I enjoyed it too. I mean, obviously, with that, again, without spoiling. Yes, um, there were quite a few scuffles in the first book. Yes, and I'm yeah. sure there'll be plenty of scuffles in yes, the second. Yes, there book. is. Yeah, there is. Um, and, but uh, it was nice having that sort of romantic theme running through, which gives it gives it another dimension, really. Yeah, I've I've tried to I, like yeah, like I said, Bob. It's it, I'm really keen to. Uh, for me, it's. It's almost a bit of a cross genre book in, in regards to it's a medieval romance police procedural if you if you can ever have that. Um, it, so it, yeah, I like to keep a bit of everything in there so people can. Yeah, I mean, I think we all we all enjoy a bit of romance deep down, and I, I really do. And I like I like to see the characters develop and how they've changed. And and I think uh, people that read the second one from the first one will see a huge development in the characters. Yeah, and and how, you know, obviously. Your first book was the first one. That that was the hardest bit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But how has your writing process evolved since that first book? What what have you oh, learned? I've been, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to be quite honest here, and I think it's fair to fair to be honest. Um, the the first book was a real struggle for me. For someone who didn't who who, when they say that when when you hear the phrase, I wish I tried more at school. It's very true. Um, and um, yeah, so the, so the first one was a huge struggle. And uh, initially, when it came out, um, I had a lot of um, difficulties with the editing and things like that. Um, so I've learned um, learned a lot over the last year. And uh, luckily for me, I've, I've met a I've now got a team of people um, who I've met through the first book, who are, who are uh, who are helping who have helped me edit this the second. So did you edit your first book yourself? I, I, I sent it off. I'm going to be honest here. I sent it off to an editor, yeah. um, and. Uh, which I paid for. Um, I can't. I don't want to. I, I wouldn't. Obviously, wouldn't name any names or anything like that because I'm not that type of person. You know, things are what they are. But yeah, I wasn't. I'm not overly happy with the how it turned out. I think there was a, there was a lot of drama with dramas with the first one, um, which has now been rectified. Thank yeah. goodness um, from this these people that have volunteered to help me um and uh it's it's been the, the second version came out sort of i think it was about four months ago um it was sort of uh, re-edited and, and resubmitted um but yeah the, the the second one um so far is is looking yeah really positive so Some in terms of the feedback. writing process obviously you you've got to grips now with with the editing and you've got a team of people helping you yeah. I, I recall that you mentioned that you were writing about an hour every night 
Yeah, is, so, is that yeah, how you've carried yeah, on, or, yeah. or has that so changed at all? It's, it's probably crept up slightly to two hours. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, with the second one. I'm going to be honest, I really enjoyed writing the second one. I really enjoyed the story. Um, I felt more comfortable writing it. Um, and yeah, no, it, it, so yeah, I did creep up for a couple of hours. Yeah. It was difficult. I mean, I, the job I do in the police, I do work um, sort of day shifts now. I'm no longer on response shifts, um, so I don't do the 24 hours sort of policing um so i do have a set times and i do finish work at a certain time so once once the kids are once the, once the children are bath and in bed yes i've been avoiding netflix and uh what doing sitting down for a couple of hours in the conservatory doing a bit of writing which i really enjoyed especially yeah. during the summer yeah last last summer was fantastic and i guess you have you started your third one now Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, already just over ten thousand words into the third oh, one. Oh wow! Um, so and, what are you uh, aiming for about one hundred twenty thousand? Is it what words wise? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like to. Yeah, I, I personally for me, I, I can't stand it when a book's been dragged out too much. Um, yeah. That's just my own opinion. Obviously, everyone's different, you know. Uh, so I, I like to keep it within a sort of kind of ninety thousand. Uh, yeah. Is I think for me and and for what I've spoke to the readers that's what I like to do yeah. and, and to keep it in that so yeah about 90,000 words so you, you've done 10,000 words yes you're going to get up to 90 but I guess with editing there'll, there'll be more than that yes when, when, when are you hoping to bring out your third book uh, I'd say spring 2022 oh, right. would be nice yeah. yes it's yeah. for the third one um, that'll be yeah I look forward to that one that's going to be uh, named as a bit of an exclusive yeah so doing the maths here <laughs> you're about one every nine months then yeah yeah I'd like to obviously it, a lot of it depends on work. Yeah. Um, I have to, you know, um, obviously the first two books uh, are all, all my profits are being donated. So I'm not making any money on them. Um, and, you know, so so it is at this, the stage where I'm almost volunteering, but enjoying what, what I do. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, until, yeah. So, so I have to sort of go with what work allows me to do. And family, you know, my family are very important. I've got young children and I would, I would never... I, I never allowed the writing process to take away any time from, no, from the children. Not. No, um, you know, and so so that's really important to me. Yeah, and if if there's any listeners who are thinking of writing a book, I think we got into this a little bit last time. But what tips would you give them? Anything different? Yes, yeah, I would. I, um, in regards to the actual writing process themselves, just enjoy it. Just, just you know, don't if, if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. You know, but everyone, everyone, I believe has the right to write, um, and uh, you know, whatever it be, just enjoy writing it. And if you're finding yourself not enjoying it, then you just stop. Mm. Um, it's uh, and and that's that's how I that's how I've gone by it. But the the, the biggest thing I will tell people is please do your research um, that, that um, once once you're ready to submit your book to agents and to to publishers because there's a lot of scams out there like any industry um, and there's a lot of um, people that are willing to take a lot of money off you um, and not return an awful lot and promise a lot. Um, so please, I, I do urge people and who, who don't know that who are writing their first novels to make sure they, you know, do some research. You know, it's really sit on the internet. Just just Google, or I guess through word of mouth, through contacts yeah, you've got. Yeah, speak. Yeah, speak. Speak to people. Speak to contact me by all means. You yeah. know, I've, 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 you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm an expert by a long shot. I'm still very new at this writing procedure. But but please, you know, I'm I'm more than I've already spoken to a couple of people that have just released their first books. Um, and and tr- just try to help them learn by my mistakes so they don't make the same mistakes that I did. And in terms of 
actually constructing the book itself, mm. um, do you find that the... Well, two questions, really. Are, are you writing to a formula? In other words, do you know what's going to happen at the end? Or does it evolve as you write? And also, are you thinking these thoughts during the working day, perhaps, or at weekends, yeah. <laughs> about what your character is going to do? Yeah, probably 90% of my life I'm daydreaming about <laughs> what's going to happen in the next chapter. But yeah. I'd, I'd love to say that I've got a set procedure where where I know the ending and I and uh, I know how it's you know how the book's gonna gonna plan out. But do you know what? I've gone really basic back to school when when the teachers say a beginning, a middle, and end, um, and that's what I have in my head. Um, and then with that, it's chapter by chapter how I get there. What what I do find, uh, especially with book two, we're not obviously with, with lockdown. We were doing a lot of walking. I'd be I'd be walking, and and something would just spark in my brain and go, "Oh, that's a good idea." So I'd go back and change it, and things would start fitting together a bit like a puzzle. So, do you, do you think the process of walking is actually helpful? Massively. You recommend yeah, that? Would hugely, you? yeah, hugely. Mm. I try and jog, but I'm, I struggle sometimes. But yeah, walking. Uh, do you know what? Clear getting out. Clearing your mind um, is, is the best way to, to think about. So, so you're out with a family and, and they can tell you're thinking about your book. Yes, you go yeah, a bit my, quiet, yeah, distant. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do, sadly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I can, when I say about taking time away from the kids, sometimes I can be in a bit of a daydream. And uh, yeah. I think my, my partner sometimes understands that. Um, but yeah, but that's how, for me, it works. And, yeah. and it develops. Have, you, have you thought about writing in any other genres at all? Yes, yeah. I mean, I've 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 got an idea um for a modern day crime uh, thriller but um it's I really want to finish this this project first I've got there's a, there's, a, there's at least a couple more blue sword um stories that I've got yeah ready to go um which uh I've developed from book 2 you'll see the characters which are developing where you can see probably the direction the books are going to go in um so yeah, but I, I'm I'm always thinking about other stories in my head, and and yeah, it's, it, I think it's part of my imagination's always running a bit wild. Oh, that'd be a good story, you know. But but if I'm honest with you, we're doing a modern day. I, I we're doing a modern day crime book. Um, it doesn't. If I'm honest, it doesn't feel as appealing at the minute because no. it's very similar to what I do on a day to day basis with work. Yeah, and and I think you've got a unique niche. There's a lot of particularly American, there's a lot of crime dramas on at the moment. Yes. And yeah. um, a lot of them write to a formula. A lot of them are, fa- are very good. Yeah. Some are qu- quite mediocre. But I guess with your historical aspect, you're, you're doing something that's slightly different. Yeah. I like to, I like to hope the premise is a bit different. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I know there's a couple um, of other other books and they're books I've, I have looked into um, that are obviously fantastic and done extremely well. Um, books like uh, River, River, uh, Rivers of London and um, the other big one, obviously The Watch, um, you know, Terry Pratchett book, um, which is very similar to kind of policing in a different concept. So yeah. they're, 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 you know, they're, but I, yes, I, I feel this is a, it is a bit of a niche, um, you know, and it, it, whether you found the, the one thing I've found really important about the blue swords is, uh, you know, I am in the police and I can be biased and, um, but I, I've, 
I've shown the flaws as well that it's not all plain sailing no. and all the blue swords are the heroes it shows where the police get things wrong on a, on a daily basis and where they would get things wrong back in then times as well yeah. and it, and the de- book two definitely shows that yeah. um, it has an it has a lot of elements of corruption um, and 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 sort of bad bad apples as should I say that, yeah. that within there so I try to keep it open minded and realistic as well you know we of, of, of mess ups so. and do you I mean what, what do your colleagues in the police think about your books yeah I mean yeah I, I, I've, I've had some real good feedback I, I'm it seems to be actually um, retired cops that seem to enjoy the book more whether yeah. it's because they worked in an era where policing was a lot different yeah not, not quite the, back to the uh, no not quite back into them <laughs> days but I, I've had a couple of uh, detectives from uh, uh, actually one from Washington and uh, he got in touch with me saying he really enjoyed it and said to you know and uh, it, it he he could he could relate to the policing aspect of it and that's what I wanted and that's one thing I do think is really important when writing any kind of as we spoke about earlier any kind of police procedural book you you need to know the police procedures you know people want to know that they're as accurate as can be obviously in a medieval setting but I do I have tried to keep them realistic to a certain degree um, as much as I can to how police officers would would behave and act. And, and do you, I, I don't suppose you base them on any particular person, but do you have any characters in the police that you uh, get inspiration from, shall we yes, say? Yes, the perfect words. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, yeah. There's, uh, and do they know who they are? <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, uh, yeah, I do. I, uh, yeah, some of the, the, in fact, I'd probably say 90% of the characters are uh, people that I've looked at and met and that I think you know what you you fit the bill for that um tweaks to names swapping names around with characters obviously I don't like people to think that what what about what about the Baron no do you know what the Baron is someone someone reviewed the first one actually um and uh, it was a really nice constructive feedback um but it uh, said the Baron reminded her which she wasn't very happy about of a pantomime villain and actually in some ways he is that is him all over he's uh you know uh a horrible large plump man who's a who's a bully with a big you know so so no he he isn't he isn't based on anybody and if he was i wouldn't tell you because there's an amalgamation of of baddies that you've seen in the theater in films yeah 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 i want just going back to the other question i wanted the book to be you know i'm there's so much there's so much reading material out there and so many uh tv shows that I find it so overcomplicated these days, and 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 they're great. But I I like I like the idea that someone can keep turning the pages and not overly have to think about the story and just go almost going back a little bit to the nineties. You know, good versus evil, and uh, I, a little bit of cheese as well. You, men- you mentioned Terry Pratchett there, but yes, what, what authors do you, do you enjoy reading? I've I my my favourite author uh, was definitely uh, Bernard Cornwall. I did enjoy the Last Kingdom series, um, and some ways um, his character altered um, in the in the stories have inspired a couple of my characters. Yeah. Um, his attitude, his his kind of development. Um, but I, I'll probably be bad saying this, but George R. Martin before the um, Game of Thrones did a did a story called Duncan Egg, um, which was the Hedge Knight series, um, and I'd say that the Hedge Knight. Um, series is, is something that's definitely inspired the book as well yeah yeah it's been great talking to you 
James, again. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm going to be looking forward to having another conversation with you on your third book. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. I I suppose, ultimately, for for listeners, since you've become an author, what's the sort of biggest thing that's happened to you? What what is the most inspirational thing that's happened to you? Um, I, I I would say... Over over the last year, um, unfortunately, it's been virtually due to the circumstances. Yeah. But I've 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 connected with so many people um, from all around the world, from all different backgrounds, um, who have suffered all different kinds of trauma um, in their life, um, and I think that to me has been the most heartfelt um, to see that you know the, the messages of encouragement. Um, sharing stories, sharing thoughts, feelings on 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 you know ha- on, on on how you feel afterwards um, when you've been ill and poorly, whether it be from having a stroke or other illnesses. Um, and I've also spoke to family members who have lost people um, through through strokes. And I think it's I think that's been to me. I mean, that's made everything worthwhile. That's that's what's you know to meet to meet these people that i've you know that have took a chance on a on a new author yeah and and you know and read their book is just so it's yeah that's that's done it 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 really expands my heart honestly bob and it's um and that's to me is the the biggest the biggest yeah well i i think your story is absolutely inspirational james i mean you've you've had a serious illness um you've uh, had something that you wanted to do that's helped you recover but I think the big thing is that you, you give an inspiration to others. So I think it's a great, a great story. That's, Thank you. That's the biggest story. So what we'll do, uh, like we did last time, we'll put all the um, links to your books. Yes. It's great to say books now, isn't it? Rather yeah, it is. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully <laughs> we'll put, put the link to your books on the on the website, the, the Current Stories website, and also on the on the show links. Super. Um and uh, thanks for being a great guest. No, thank you for having me back again. It's thank always, you. always nice to see you. Thanks a lot, James. Thanks, Bob. Bye. have been listening to undercurrent stories i hope you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family and if you have 60 seconds i will be most grateful if you would please rate and review to hear more episodes please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com if you leave your email in the link we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released also check out our social media links details of which can be found on the show notes Until next time, this is Bob Wells wishing you all the very best.